What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Sweat It Out podcast. Today, we have a guest who once was on this podcast before, and we're excited to have him back because this time he's here in the studio, and we're about to drop some massive energy and bombs today. Guys, he is a digital. He has a digital PR agency, founder of Ace Spades Agency, TV, press, podcast, personal branding, everything PR. Guys, he's a legend. Please help us welcome the one and only JJ. Let's go, let's Woo! go, let's go. Energy, enthusiasm, hey. excitement. Let's give them an experience, man. Let's le- Hey, let's give these people today like actual tangible tactics that they can like implement. 100%. Because I hate it when I hear a speaker and they like drop stuff. I'm like, dude, it's going to take me six months to implement or I need 60 grand to do it. I want to give people like, oh, yo, I actually got a move today. Like I actually could implement something from today. And it's going to fucking... Help me with whatever it is that I might be facing Dude, that's right now. Value. Then people go, hey, I come to this show and I actually get stuff that I can implement and learn. And it doesn't matter whether, you know, you, they look like you or they look like me or they're living in Indi- India or Indiana. Like, I want people to go now. Totally. Totally. And that's the whole thing is let's make sure that in this podcast and any podcast, we're actually giving people stuff that they can take home with and apply it. So, JJ, you know, speaking of application, how long have you been applying tactics, strategies, information, into your own marketing agency and where have you learned it from? Well, dude, 16 years ago, I wanted to do two things, stand on stage and tell everybody how amazing I am. And I started my career in the Hogwarts community. I was a magician. That's crazy. Yeah. Magician, wow. not musician, magician. Yeah, yeah. dude, I built this. Well, I knew the magician part. They didn't know the Hogwarts space. Well, I say the Hogwarts <laughs> space, but you know, because people know what uh, it yeah. is. But Hogwarts, like, well, I'm 33. Was Hogwarts, Harry Potter wasn't invented. I think J.K. Rowling was thinking about probably in the middle of the first book at that time. <laughs> but I started my career as a magician, and that catapulted me to countries, to cultures, to cash flow, to millions of views, bringing an experience to people, doing magic tricks at events, and speaking to the Fortune 100 companies. And that was sort of like me as a soldier learning the first basics of how to do a sword, just like how to fight in the, the battle. And then I built from there to now, you know, running this PR agency and really helping people amplify their brand. That's amazing. So what, what, what would you say is the biggest thing you learned from that experience of being a magician and really building from where you started all the way to where you're at today? What was the biggest thing you learned and you, could, you can apply from being a magician to where you're at now? It's not about being the best magician. I can teach you a card trick. Both of you can perform it. And why does the person choose you for the next party? Because it's the personality. Mm -hmm. You're likable. People aren't buying the product, they're buying you. And that's like one major tagline or thing that I talk about when I work with coaches, consultants, girls who are singers, people that run a bakery. We all know, like, hey, dude, why? The bakery food isn't even that good, but I like the guy. Yeah. Like, he always treats me good. There's a Vietnamese lady here in Brickell. Dude, the soup isn't even that good. It's good, but she high fives me. Hi, Jay, welcome. Can I get you anything? Like, dude, I, that experience is personal branding yeah. for me. And I give her my money. I give her my time. I bring friends in. So that's what I realized when I was doing magic for so many years. I wasn't the best magician, but I knew how to get a crowd and I knew how to make people laugh. And I, that was a move that got people to book me more. How, how long did it take you to realize that? I started when I was 15. Probably like till I was 25, right? Because you start to see a patterns. Like I love people, I love psychology. And when you start to see patterns, I'm like the same magic trick, the same crowd, 
like this, I wasn't really building my career. I wasn't getting on TV or anything. So there was no new branding or new marketing. So I was like, okay, what's working here? Because I, I knew how to sell it. I knew how to sell me. And people aren't buying a magician. They're buying the outcome. No one's buying protein powder. Nope. They're buying the outcome of what happens with it. Why do you get a trainer? Yeah, it's accountable. Yeah, like they're going to help you push through. No, you want to look like that person you saw on TV because that is whatever. For some reason, you think you may get laid more. You may be yeah. just a better person. You just want to look like James Bond. Whatever you want to do, that's totally your mm-hmm. ideal. But you buy something for the outcome of it. Not, no one cares about a verification on Instagram. You're buying that because what is it we're going to do? When I roll through on a girl's DM and she goes, yo, what's up? She's like, he's verified? <laughs> the position. Wow. The positioning. <laughs> wow. Hey, look, it's like, but it's like rocking into a nightclub with a Lamborghini Aventador. That's what the verification does. I tell people, do you, all of us roll to a club. Let's go, we go to 11 in a Nissan. Cool. We're looking cool. We're looking sharp. People like, they'll look at us like, they won't even look at us. We roll in a Lamborghini Aventador tomorrow. People like, yo, everyone, can everyone move, please? Welcome. And it could be rented too. Yeah, it 100%. No, yeah, doesn't, no one care. No one's going to come, hey, man, how is that to rent? They yeah. go, you're in that car. That's high value. Come into the club first. Same guys, same style, same energy, different vehicle, different perception, different outlook. And this is something that I've noticed because it's the first time we meet. That yeah. You're very outgoing. Your vibe is, is amazing. It's very energetic. Mm. Were you always like this? Were you always, how did you, first, how did you even get into magic? And were you even like, is I, this how you were when you, when you were born? Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, you know, I, my parents always, my dad was, my mom's English, my dad's Sri Lankan. See, he was like the immigrant that ran away from Sri Lanka and married a white girl. <laughs> right. He's like, I'm going to be the first one to marry the white girl in my family. His accent's <laughs> not that strong, but for the joke, I think it hits. It hits better. Yeah. So he was, he was the traveler. So I think my dad, allowed me and i think this is why it's really important you know when we all have children to really allow your child to have that confidence at a young age so dad always would say to me hey if you want to go go do something go get it if you want to go get that ask someone so i think he pushed me into being more outgoing and being more friendly right rather than you telling the kids don't talk to a stranger don't do that that will hurt you negative 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 so i to your answer your question it was, I think my parents at a young age told me to go out and explore, you know? Like, how many people do we know, that, how many people do you know that work at, like, a bank or a very placid job that are really, like, a creative? Yeah. You ever met yeah. people like that? Like, no, oh, dude, I, I've, I, hear you. I was a lawyer, but, dude, I just want to paint. Not everybody's meant to be a lawyer, or not everybody's meant to do that job. That's it's, what they've been told their whole life. Exactly. Dude, that's my Sri Lankan family, like, not my, my internal family, but my external family. Dude, as a Sri Lankan boy... You get married at 19, you become a lawyer, a doctor, or some kind of profession that separates you from the lower class. And those jobs are like, those five jobs are the, the jobs. You dude, pick from that's so five. funny because it's the same way in the Hispanic culture. Yeah. Dude, how yeah. You, like Latin culture, the same thing. Dude, the Latin, you know, now that I live in Miami, you know, girls have told me, their mems from a young age said, if you're not pretty, a man won't choose you, yeah. which means a man won't support you and you'll be broke. Hence why women are always like, get the boobs done. Like that can be ingrained in a good way and a bad way. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's so crazy because it goes, it goes to show you how the way you're raised, the way you're, the way that as a parent, your parenting um, has a huge impact and influence in your kid's life when they become adults. And sometimes we don't realize that, you know, especially when you're told, Hey, constantly you can't, you can't, you can't. 
or when you're constantly, you know, meeting people, they're like, oh, yeah, it's because my child's like this, you know. So now it's like, you know, that's what you become. So if you're always telling your child, hey, you know, my, my child just doesn't like talking to people. They don't like talking to people. They don't like talking to no, people. You don't like talking to people, yeah. man. Stop. Oh, why, why are they so scared? Oh, it's just that's how they are. So then you grow up and you believe that. I get it, dude. Yeah. If, you know, and I think if everyone's listening, it's like people are probably going, that's true because my parents used to say that to me. You know what I mean? Or I was like, especially for the money, you know, if your parent, my, my mom was so like, you got to save, you got to save, you got to save. Like, that was our, our yeah. family mentality. No, no, we, no, you're not buying that. That's not good for you. Yeah. Like, you don't get to have that. Like, you better fill that, fill that up, you know. You can have juice on Fridays. Like, you know, you can mix juice and water so we save it. Oh, dude. So what, what, what <laughs> the first thing that broke you out of that mentality of Traveling. realizing? Okay. Traveling. 17 years old. In, in Australia, we had this thing called schoolies. Schoolies is like going to spring break. Schoolies is like you finish school, you go and party down the Gold Coast. Gold Coast is like the beach area. It's like going to Tulum or Mexico. I said, instead of me going to schoolies, let me go travel. And I travel by myself. Wow. That was the magic. Because when you At travel, 17. Yeah, 17. When Super you, cool. When you travel by yourself, all you have is two things. Your confidence of what you think you have and your gut. Because you have to feel. I don't know. I'm in Asia by myself with a backpack. Like, I don't speak the language. But I have to go and talk to people. You got to so figure it out. forced into finding how to meet people, how to make people like you. And you become very self-aware because you're in a city that, you know, is not a first world country. Did you do any magic tricks to get any hookups over there when you were oh, traveling? Of course, dude. Dude, <laughs> dude you. Tell us one of the craziest dude, stories. Yeah, dude, man. like all, 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 you know, the whole, the whole magic, the reason why the YouTube channel was so successful when I built it in 2011, 57 million views, is I taught people magic tricks. So any, an everyday Joe, whether you're 15 or 55, Crazy. Whether you want to impress your grandpa or you want to pick up a girl at the bar, yo, I want to be different. I I gave it. It's like I gave people flour, and I said, "Dude, make croissants, make bread, dude, chuck it in the air. I don't care. Here's the here's the solution. Here's the outcome. Here's the how you do it. Go." And I made it it. super easy for people to do, and people started doing magic tricks, and you know, and it brings people together. Dude, if you can be the coolest guy at a party, what are, what are a lot of boys and men, what do we all want? We all want validation as a heterosexual male, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he's gay as well, but from what I know, as a heterosexual male, like you want to impress women. It's something in our... De- we chase women. That's just who we are as b- boys, as men, and people so still do it. been engraved since history, right. the beginning of man. So every guy's looking for that thing to get a woman to go, hi, I'm interested, I'm curious, and girls do it. They flaunt. Look in the animal kingdom. Yeah. They flaunt. That's what women do. Look at Instagram. It's flaunt. It's attention. Girls have said that, I'm sure, on your show. I want attention. How many girls have posted up a photo? I know these girls, and they take it down. Why? Because they didn't get enough likes. Yeah. That is, That's yeah. old it's school true. mentality yeah. of, like, that is value for me because I need validation and I need attention. It's but just how we've been wired. It's, oh, big time. Since, since humans have been created. Yeah. It's but crazy. People, but, but, and I'll let you ask your question, but... The problem that I have is what we said before. People don't want to accept it and they want to put a mask on of like, dude, that's not how it is. You know, that's not, that's not right. Dude, that's not, it's not about being right. That's who we are. Like sharks eat, sharks, guys like sex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, not, there's nothing bad about that, no. right? It's, but don't, don't block the idea of who we are as people. Like, you know. 
I think society now, and it's more so that they're putting like the men, the energy of a man as a provider, the leader. I see more in the society now where they're trying to devalue that and say, yeah. hey, no, you know what? You, you don't need to do that anymore. They're trying to put more feminine uh, energy into males in our, in our society now, which there's, look, there's nothing wrong. There's equals, but we're all equal in different ways. I agree. And, and it's kind of interesting to see how that's all playing now in our society because now you're seeing guys that they're telling their, their women, hey, you know what, baby? I'll take care of the kids and you go to work. Yeah. And let's be honest. Most women will say, you know what? I don't like this guy. As much as they are. I've heard it twice already. Really? Yeah, I've heard it twice already. You know wow. that. Yeah. They, they, like, they don't like that, that power role change? Or is it more? I guess it's more like, man, but how does my man not want to step up and have aspirations? Right. right. You know, he's just content. Right. You know, and I think when you go back, even, even a woman that might be more, how do I say, it, might be a, a more masculine. dominant, yeah. you know, masculine energy has a, a, a role of, of, you know, a really good job positioning, right. you know, might take the, the role in, in, in certain leadership stuff. Even at the end of the day, she's, she's still a woman, likes men. She still wants to go home and feel like she can be susceptible to a guy, to yes. a man that can hold her yes. and be like, you're my security. You take care of me. Yeah. I know you'll hold it down yeah. at the end of the day for us. Yes. All women want that. Yeah. Comf- comfort and safety. Because that's... We're, we're looked at that. We're viewed as that since mankind's been created. The, the creators, the hunters, the providers, yeah. you know, the ones that when something goes, hits, shit hits the fan, we're going to step up and take charge and lead the way for our family. Yeah. You know, so. There's a lot of coaches now, and I think you guys have probably met these guys, you know, dating coaches, you know, different kinds of coaches that are helping men deal with that because maybe it might be different for us or maybe because we're a bit more woke. But I see 18 to 25-year-olds, a lot of boys are lost because of the Me Too movement, what can I say to a girl? Like, it's if you're not, it's different for me because I'm in a bit more work and I've traveled and I have like this. I, it doesn't affect me, but I've seen people, just I've met as boys, they're lost, dude. The young gentlemen, they're lost. They don't know. Do I? Because not every guy's the macho quarterback, yeah. right? And so, you don't have to be. No, but they don't know. They think, well, I'm not tough. Then maybe I'm gay. Well, yeah. no, maybe you're not gay. Oh, Stop man. going to those labels. Yeah. Maybe you need to find yourself. Maybe, like, your style is different, but no one's giving men the permission to explore. Are they going, if you like this, you like this? Like, it, it's it's hard, dude, you know? And then don't say this to a girl because you could be sued. You can't like a girl's photo anymore. She'll sue. Dude, it's the world. So crazy. It's the world warped. is just, it's, it must be just like a head case for a lot of boys. Every, yeah, it's harassment, harassment, yeah. or this or that. Yeah, it's it's... And when you have access to these tools like social media, it makes it easier for them to, oh, to just poke el- at that. It just elevates it because yeah. you're, you're run by the likes and you're run by validation. And you see one thing and then, and then let's say your parents aren't the most supportive and you're trying to figure out your life. Let's say you're a bit overweight and you're like your mindset's on check. Dude, you're just like, the, you're just, you're done. And then you use other things, external things to forget. Drugs, alcohol, sugar. Like, I get it, dude. I, like, I get it. So this is why it's good for people to hear us. 100%. And me and Anthony, we're seeing this because what you're talking about, that's a huge market that's starting to come up. Now they're starting to create camps or boot camps for men to all come together and do, I guess, like training, Navy, Navy SEAL type training, male camps where men will bring their sons and they'll start training with their, with their children to how to, you know, build a, what is this? Not like a Boy Scout thing, but it's like high, in, high intense level. What is what are those camps called? Do you know any of the names? Um, I've seen about like pro- Warrior and yeah, uh, like right. Warrior. There was another one called um, I think it was called um, 
train train like uh Be- train Bedros, like the seals. Bedros ha- Bedros called train. Again, right? He has Pedro has one. Um there's also another one called Multiple Club, which I actually went to. Um the Warrior one that I mentioned. There's Warrior a few one? out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's he a few. Warrior. I know the guy. Uh what's Stand. his name? Oh, man, um jeez. Um I don't know. I don't know. have to look I, his name. I have to look he's, it up. We'll look it up. We'll send it after. Yeah, his his teachers, the guys that one of my like they're my clients, right? So they teach Sterling. You know Sterling, guy named Sterling. He's like a, he was like oh a, yeah yeah Sterling. He's one of the teachers, and he was like an adult porn star. But it's got a great niche now. It's another story. But he helps men just how to be that masculine without being the the buff guy. And he's got a great story of being a, a male escort and learning how to pleasure a woman for a living. Wow. So he has a great angle in. You know, and uh, but I agree with you, man. Do you know Dan Pina? You know Dan Pina? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Dan Pina has I didn't like I only started watching Dan Pina for the last year, but he's got been like last twenty years. He's been doing like seminars in his castle in you like he's a scholar. You know who you thought? Yeah, about, I know right? he's talking about the old dude. Guy. He, yeah, I watched an interview <laughs> with him, dude. He he said before two thousand and fifteen, he was hitting people like like a stu- like 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 at his event. Dude, he was hitting because he, he was a bunch of usually a bunch of boys who were oh still trying to man. find themselves. They were all like, int- like typical loser mentality guys, like beta males, like just not knowing who they were. Great, they came. He suited them up, and he would hit them. He would choke. He says in in London Real, he said he would choke them. You mother, like just, and just would, straight up choke them. Just em. choke them, like not kill them, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, 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 he would go. Was and, there a waiver in there? That they must have signed some shit. He said he used to hit people, like slap them on the face, like treat them like, like a like in soldier, like a you know. But he would break them, and I think. Man, no, now you yeah. try doing that. I mean, man, you're talking about breaking to build them back up. Yeah, yeah. You t- but what does Tony Robbins say? To br- to break through, you got to break down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta let go and break down those walls and those and those barriers and all the bullshit you're putting in front of your true self, who you can right. really be. Right, and maybe we need that more. You know, I I agree one hundred percent. Now, now if and you even see it on the sides, like right. before, like even with parenting, and obviously I'm not saying that go ahead and beat up your kids, but it's like now as a parent, like you even have to be careful putting one finger in your child because that child can pick up the phone and call a cop now. Yeah, or look, my mom's a beaut. You know, it takes a video of you, and, you and know. sometimes hey, there's a moment where that kid needs a, you know, like dude. I got I got caned. My dad used my he used to get the the coat hanger, anything. Yeah, come here, you know. I, the belt, the this. Oh my yeah, god, man, the belt, the sandals. I, I don't, I don't, I don't look down. Like you know, I, I, I'm not a marriage parent counselor enough to talk about this, but I feel like I think they must they they, they must have done something right. Because I didn't become a psycho. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, the thing is, is sometimes it, it did you guys get hit? Oh yeah. yeah. We're yeah. Cu- Cuban yeah. families. Cuban. Like Com- it's not like you were like, hey, you d- let's talk about everything on a. On no, a there no, no, there was like, no. Hey, bump, go hey, go. get your ass over here right now. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't you fucking talk to your mom like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I Don't remember. Raise your voice. Go to your room. Dude, I'll tell call. you right now. I remember one time I said something to my mom. I think I was like 10, 11. My mom goes, come over here. And then I was already like this, pissed, car- crying. And mom, my mom grabbed my by the head and she shoved a bar of soap in my, my oh, mouth. She's that. like, you're going to clean your fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like spinning, I'm like freaking out. Would you say that now? And I, no, like, no. Oh. And I was, bar- I was like always very cautious of telling my mom anything like disrespectful to her, like about her. Like, because I was like, I don't want soap in my mouth. <laughs> 
So sometimes you need that wake up call. I, ha- I have no, I have no problems. I think there's a there's a finesse way of doing it. There's a finesse way of doing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, and you yes, you hear stories of over abuse, and we're not saying that. That's clearly not what 100%. we're saying. But there has to be a level of discipline and a wake up at certain moments in somebody's life where it's like, hey, snap out of your shit. Yeah, like snap out of your shit, and and, and get to get on your two feet and start doing what you're supposed to do. You know, I was thinking of doing and. You know, this is the first time I've said it on air. I was thinking of doing a seven-day entrepreneur conference because everyone who wants to be an entrepreneur. Okay, mm-hmm. great. We're going to hit people. Seven days. <laughs> yeah. Seven, no, seven days. And I want to have every day doing something that an entrepreneur faces and deals through, deals with. First day, getting up at four in the morning. Like, you know, some days you get up early, so, you know, but dealing with the feeling of no sleep, right? That, that should be one day of just like going through no, a day of no sleep. You better get used to that. Day two, making 500 cold calls. You better get used to rejecting. Day three, dealing, having having to do something you've never done before and just there's no rules. There's no help. Like imagine seven days of an entrepreneur, like what did they go through? And at the end of the seven, hey, now you understand. Now yeah. you're welcome back to the real world. Yeah. I'll do this like every day. Yeah. Kind of deal like, yo, what's up? Like, yeah, send me money. Yeah, Jake Paul. Dude. <laughs> That's you know not I mean? real. Not even Jake is, can do that. No. Like, you know what I mean? It's no. Like if you actually, I, I, I remember hearing a thing from Jake. There was a co- an in, uh, interview they did for him. And he goes, he goes, if you guys really understood the late nights and the stuff that I would have to sit and detail plan, my videos, my this, yeah. my that. He go, And I remember he was explaining this whole method stuff. And I think he, there was one thing he took us through today. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, this guy is fucking doing some crazy work here. You know, because we yeah. only see the facade of... Oh, that one! Oh, that viral video blew up. He's making millions, and it's, you don't see the chemistry, the work, the 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 preparation, everything yeah. it took behind the scenes to make that one moment for that one idea to. to Dude, happen. I used to live in Hollywood, and they were they were living in sixteen hundred Vine. That was the that was the content house. Like talk about the content house, and they were like, I wasn't, I didn't see them ever, but they were constantly shooting all day. You'd see them running around, doing videos. You go back to Logan Paul's latest, like, old vlogs, you'll see them. You'll see Hollywood. Remember. Yeah, they're just shooting constantly. And they had a ban on, you're not allowed to shoot content there anymore. Videos, you know why? Mm -hmm. Because of those guys. Because they, like, well, they ruined it, but they did so much. Look where they're at now. Yeah, look where they're at now. But it just shows you that every day, all day, wake up, they would sit, what are we going to shoot today? Shoot it. Shoot it. Shoot it. Consistency. And And that's why, like, even when it comes to branding now, you know, and branding yourself and putting yourself out there. And don't get me wrong. There's ways to do it differently. There's ways right. to bring your out your, yourself, your personality and stand out. But at the end of the day, it starts with that, the consistency. You don't have a brand if you're not consistent, you know, and you're not repeating every single day. Yeah. Yeah. Show. I say this on a live every day. I think people are impressed with people who show up. Right. Wow. He shows up. I couldn't do that. Well, they've told themselves they can't do it. But the consistency. Right is just people like how can you fake 500 videos on youtube that's what i did you cannot fake that you no, just you can't because you see my face change unless i've figured out some kind of trick maybe but let's just Magician. be real or i just have done the work dude no one can take that away from you like no one can say dude we that's why it's great to document your story because whatever happens in the future they can't drill you if they can see it. They can't use it against you. They can't. It's like the Eminem rap battle. Right. Yeah. He, just, he literally dissed himself completely to the point where he's like, what can you say about me now? Dude, Pink said that too. She says that before, before any time I have a problem, I share it first and the media can't get me with that. I'm like, I love that. So I'm, and if anyone's listening, always make fun of yourself. Always tell the obvious. 
because what are they going to get you for? Is this something you tell your clients, especially working with you in the agency portion? Do you do you show do you help them put together how to release all that in a right way? And then that way, it's like you're positioning yourself actually to win. Yeah, you know, the biggest thing with my agency is a lot of people have sold their company or they've made millions and they've never shared their true self before. They've covered it with a product, with a brand, with a television commercial. They've never revealed themselves. So I think the first element, it's the same thing with you guys with training. Everyone's done it the one way. Maybe now they have to do it a different way. So my thing is like I have to show people they can share without being too vulnerable and as i typically have men as clients it's very hard for a 45 year old male who's built a company for 20 years who sold it for 10 20 50 mil and now you have to tell him that he has to reveal dude he's like no so it's like okay dude this is how you do it you have to like take it to him with slowly so it's it's more confident i give him actually what they're paying for is confidence but they're buying totally it's totally. No one wants to say here's and, a lot of money for confidence. And then, and then also on your like, and also it takes a lot of like, uh, you know, obviously you, you do amazing at what you do, and you've helped so many people. But it's like, those are people in a position where it's like you might even deal with people who are making way more money than you, and you're there telling them, hey, you need to do this. And That's sometimes those egos get in the way. They're like, what is this guy telling me? And I'm making all this money. I'm gonna show him, a t-, you know. And that's the mentality. All the older folks right. or generation not realizing, well, this is this is where the shift is going, guys. Yeah. Like that worked for you, and yes, yeah. you had so much money to keep you going. But if you want to keep this going, right. you need to start shifting the way you're doing things. I think so many people, man, they get caught up in what worked in 1992. Oh yeah, like bro, congratulations and thank you for sharing and what you yeah. created. This is 2022. Yeah, like that may work but most likely it probably doesn't work and yeah. now you have to let go and i think with what happened with the pandemic recently the biggest thing that i had to deal with was letting go of what i was doing like completely stopping dude i couldn't speak at live events anymore i wasn't really happy either but that was hard for me to let that go because i didn't you, dude no one was playing to like oh the pandemic's coming oh great my plan did. totally people totally. had restaurants in la for 30 years this lady had an italian restaurant i remember speaking she's like uh, that's Shutting what I've them done. down. My mum taught me how to cook homemade fresh pasta. That's what I did. I didn't like. Now I'm going to start doing a cooking show. Like yep. it's so that l- what you're saying is allowing that ego, letting that ego go, and going. I don't know, and it's okay, and I've had success. Now it's time to learn something oh. new. And that's why I always say you can't control the uncontrollable. You can only control yourself. Yeah, and that's and for a lot of people that's hard to do, especially when for years and we've talked about it, how do you get out of that label or that perception that other people have of you? Like, you're working with guys who are high level professionals. Yeah. How are you breaking them out of their perception of what they see themselves in and then rebranding them, I guess, to build their new label to the world? Sure. It's, it's like anything, you know, same thing with the gym. Don't go in and tell, take someone who's overweight to start doing eight hours a day. That's why the biggest loser was, a, there's biggest, loser success show you know this yeah. the studies of how many people put the weight back on after the show you know this you know the this rebound effect. i the didn't re- know that no i didn't there, know that. there, there yeah. were i don't i'm not don't hold me to this but let's say out of the 20 people on the show at least 15 yeah. would go back to the weight or even more dude that's crazy why because it's not real no and that that and the thing is people you can't sustain that aggressive uh, approach of <laughs> dr- killing yourself every dude, day to lose that weight that's it's it's impossible and it's actually not good for you. Dude, it's eight not hours good for a day you. with three tra- trainers and someone monitoring the fridge. You go home, hey, thank you so much for the TV show. Awesome. Now you're at home. 
alone. It's 11 a.m. The fridge is there. Domino's yeah. number's there. And you don't got, yeah. you're not doing eight hours of training a day. Dude, no one's, no one's in your corner. Like there's, yeah. no, there's no accountability and support. So to your question, it's taking it slow with them. It's dealing with all the fears that are going to come up. And because we know our industries, we know where the pains are, the problems are. So waiting for that to come up and then doing it enough so that they get some kind of validation from an external party. So for example, I'll get them to create a video of who I am, what I do and what I'm about. You know, hey, my name's Jay. I was a magician and I wasn't happy being a speaker. I wasn't excited. Pandemic happened and I moved on to something that makes me come alive and this is who I am. One minute, right? Mm -hmm. Tell them to post it. That's the hardest part. I tell them to press the button because they have to jump on the, off the bungee jump. Yep. You can't push someone. And then guess what happens? The next day, they get their friend on Facebook. They know for 10 years. I love this. That's it. And they're like, whoa. I've, I've been paid. That's that, that, that feeling of validation from someone that, other than their wife or their kids, they're like, oh, this shit works. It's so true. It's so true. And then I'll tell you right now, it's like, you know, even having worked with so many fitness coaches, you know, me teaching them how to build their online businesses and their social medias and getting them that exposure. One of the biggest things that I would have to deal with is especially, you know, when you're dealing with people who are very testosterone driven, you know, gym setting, you know, very, uh, you know, high energy. Right. There's a lot of ego there. There's a lot of uh, uh, also to alpha mentality. And, you know, there's there's a it's a major realization they have to make. When, there's, when they're getting ready to st uh, step into that space and say, you know what, I need to drop this shit and realize that they're just trying to help me right. or this is what's going to take me to that, to that next is, level. Is this going from fitness coach, like he has like 10 clients and now creating it as a business, right? Is that what you mean? Yeah, to a scalable, and something more scalable or shifting from, you know, during the pandemic, I'll give you the example is a lot of these coaches, and I'll tell you a little bit of my story, like I had a lot of coaches, friends and everything. Yeah. Anthony, you're crazy. How can you expect to put all your eggs in that online stuff that you're doing in social media? Like, nothing's gonna, you know, nothing's gonna get rid of in-person training. This is when I did online fitness right, coaching. Right, right. So I moved from in-person coaching to online fitness coaching. My social media was kicking off, and I said, guys, this is the future. This is the future. Right. Not knowing there was no pandemic or anything. Years later, uh, so I did online fitness coaching from like 2016, and all the way through, I had a few in-person clients, and then I drew, I had dropped the rest of my in-person clients, focused on online fitness, and I said. Holy crap I'm, crap, I'm killing this. Right. Let me start teaching coaches how to do this. And it was about a few months before COVID happened. I transitioned. I said, I'm going to be a fitness business coach. And that's what I started doing. I started teaching right. the coaches how to build their online businesses. And they're like, Anthony, you're getting into market. Like most coaches want to train in person. That's not going to do too well. Yeah. First thing that happened with COVID hit, all those same people hitting me up. Anthony, Anthony, I need help, bro. You're the you're the inter, you're the you're the coach out there that knows how to use social media and the online and you got it, bro. I need your help. It was so crazy because I was getting so bombarded. I, I was like, dude, I, I can't take you on. Like I have way too many people already. And they're like, no, you got to tell me. And I was like, remember when I told you years ago to start getting your feet wet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you didn't listen to me, you know. And it's crazy because going back, we get so stuck in one way of doing things. Okay. Because we're so used to that and we're like, that's our only skill set. And we don't allow ourselves to figure out other skill sets we might have. And that's the point I'm trying to make to allow us to diversify and, re and make people realize you can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, when you're starting something, put your energy in that, expand it. And then once you get that going, you need to say, well, what's another vertical I can start growing? Because this is not guaranteed. 
And I think that that's where a lot of people nowadays are realizing, well, in, in, in the market, in the, in the world we live in, the market, you're seeing prices shooting up like crazy. And we talk about it all the time with inflation. Well, your one job is not going to make you survive anymore. You know, you have to say, how can I get creative and do other things and explore the things? Because I need to first survive and also realize, well, if I want to be able to stay where I'm at, I need to be able to capitalize and I need to be able to build. And I think that moving forward, we're realizing that you can do so much more than what that when then than that one thing that you've been doing for so long. And we're just becoming I think as people are realizing with the Internet, we can become more resourceful with all these resources and just do more and not just focus on that one thing. We always thought that's that's it for us. Right. This is our life. I think we've realized throughout the pandemic that things can happen. We're not expected. You know, we just dealt with that. No one planned that. So now. okay, it's okay now. Start something fresh. Start something new. Isn't that crazy? Like now you literally are totally allowed to completely go in a different direction. And it's at whatever like, age. At any yeah. age, at anything. And it's sort of like no one can question you for it because it's like, well, the whole world had to go through something. So it's like this the power of the pivot. It's like it's given, it gave me like happiness again, fulfillment, you know. Most cash flow I've ever made was 2021 in my life. And I thought I'd, I thought I'd not, I never did well because in the entertainment industry, it's so hot and cold. I thought, oh, I already hit like pretty cool events and flying. That was two out of 10. The feeling of waking up and doing something and seeing instant result or like helping people. And then, the, hey man, here's money. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, but it's, 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 it's really exciting. Dude, it is. It, oh my God, that's crazy, man. And I love how we're talking about this, transitioning, taking the, the next step. Did you ever get shit from your family about you even doing magic and, and the, the career path that you chose? Dude, no, I've, I had it, I like, I had it from like maybe 17, because I was starting at 15. So like I was already doing gigs in school, I think for the first three years. And then my parents like, well, he's, he's not in jail and he's not doing drugs. That's oh, well, good with that. There you Let's go. go. You know, we don't have to hit him. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate. Like I got that drilled out of me. I've, tra- I've been traveling so many years now. You know, I've been over 30 countries. My parents know like we can't stop him now. Like he's already running, you know. I think where a lot of people still don't get it though is that you know, a lot of people are in a very closed off mindset, dude. You know, they're, they're in a very like, especially, you know, I'm, I'm single, I'm not married, I'm 33, like I moved a lot. It's very hard for people to understand it. You yeah. know, people, are, people, when people don't understand it, that's when they judge. That's why I tell you, the more you travel, the more you learn, the less you judge. Dude, I've had a dollar bowl of Vietnamese soup in Vietnam and I've had the $500 piece of Wagyu in Tokyo. You know, I've gone to the nightclubs in Vegas and you know i've you know lived on lived on my parents uh, friend's couch right when you see the world like that you understand it yeah you get it and i think so many people in in, in our space a lot of people they just don't get your world so that it, you know people who work the nine to five job or nine to five life and they're married and kids that's their world that's their that's their box so anything out of that they don't get they just uh, that's, that's i don't like it you know so you don't like it you don't get it let's change your labeling and you, and you haven't allowed yourself to step out of that space and experience something else. Why? Because it's scary. Yeah, but everything's scary. Yeah, every, yeah, good. Yeah, that's what I tell people all the time. You know, like, great. I love when people bring up something and I just cut it down. Hey, I'm shy. I'm an introvert. Awesome. What else? You scared? Great. Next, let's go. 
I don't get caught up in the emotion of what controls people. I want to talk a little bit about the, the shy introvert thing because I know you're a big advocate of, of bringing that up and I love how you bring it up all the time because it's so true. Like when you tell yourself something over and over again, you become it. And I want you to dive in on that. So a lot of the things that personal branding is unique, you know, personal branding, it wasn't really a name of this five years ago. There was personal branding was, it's like, it's a new phrase, it's like influencer. Yeah. We've always influenced people, but now it's like a, I'm an influencer and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. So in the space that I play, the, I'm always like curious to hear the fears that are going to come up. Okay. Hey, wh- what do you do now? Okay, great. Where do you want to go? Awesome. How much money do you make? Great. What's holding you back from getting there? Okay, cool. How is your personal branding? Are you doing content? Okay, why not? Okay. And then I'm waiting for all the fears to come up. You know, well, Jay, I'm I'm not like Anthony or you guys. I'm not the I'm not those kind of guys. Oh, I don't have a, a pocket square. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a jawline like yours. I'm not Australian. I'm not pretty. I'm not a personality. I'm not this. I'm not. And I'm I want to vomit up all the excuses. And if I can, I try and record them because I want to hear. I want to get. I want to play it back to them. I want. It's very. It's easier if you hear yourself say it than me tell you back to, back to you. Right. So I want it all to come up, especially on a Zoom. Okay, cool. What else, man? Great. So you're shy, you're an introvert, you're not Australian, you're not attractive, you're not that person. Great. And I do this. Hey, Anthony, let me ask you a question. Who told you you're shy? Who told you you're an introvert? And I wait for the pin to drop and I go, I told myself that. And that's a super powerful moment when you're with someone because they've realized what they've been telling themselves their whole life. And actually, it's quite emotional for me because it, you can see the soul of someone when they've realized because it isn't just the moment, it's their whole life. Yeah. And it's like, and then and they believe you and you're like, you're 100% right. And now you can hear them say without them saying it, help me. So for anybody out there who maybe they're probably themselves asking themselves that same thing you just walked them through, what's the next step from there for them to start owning that new person they want to be? Before you can control something, you got to voice it. you got to say it. I'm scared. Okay, I don't know. I don't have the money. Great. Let's voice that because once you voice it and see it, then you can fix it or control it. So owning that and then getting someone who knows more than you and investing your time or money with them, however their currency is, however it is. But don't take your ego out of it. It's okay, man. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. People get caught up in the labels. Like, dude, stop valuing because you don't know as you're less of a person. Dude, if you're not good with women, go and find out. Go get help, right? If you want to be a better chef, go and... If you're not great at knowing how to train, go get you guys. If you want to build a fitness business, say, dude, I don't know how to do it. Can you help me? You know how revealing and and confident and convicted you are like that's so hot when someone's convicted in like this is where i'm at please help me no one who says that these days nobody no i don't it's the pride bro i don't need anything man i'm clearing up with the women everyone wants to get back to me like i'm Uh killing in my business it's a pride thing great man how much do you make a year great how many women do you sleep with like if you want if you want to play that game let's play i don't i don't share those details (laughs) yeah dude you're scared and it's okay just take the ego out. Let's use it for later. Yeah. Let's help me. I just or or why haven't you been able to do that yourself? Because yeah. people like to live in a comforting lie than the uncomfortable truth. 
Oh, bam, there you go. There's there's the content piece. That's the content <laughs> piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and you know what? This is why I love these podcasts because it allows men and women to go, you know what? There are people that I feel like I can connect with and this is why that authenticity comes through is it's okay, dude. Like, who's telling you that? It's okay, dude. Yeah. Like, don't, don't worry about it. Don't Don't let that value you. And that's what happens. And usually, you know, it starts from, you know, a lot of times your parents, a family member, friends, and then you end up telling yourself that over and over again, which is, again, you're the one that kept telling yourself that <laughs> you're for your years. Hole, putting the dirt back on for yourself years. as you're going down. You know, yeah. And you can't blame those people if that's all they knew back then, I because agree. if that's what they were around and they weren't around people elevating them or other influential people, true influential people who have gotten out of that before right. and you're just stuck in your bubble then hey, you know, I, I understand why that, but it's time it's time to get out of that. Because that's, that's you have other people amazing. around you now. Yeah, and that's why these things now, access to the internet, access to podcasts and TV, that someone might be listening right now and their husband or wife, their family they live with, is just not in their corner to bring them up. This may trigger them to go, it's time. I gotta do something. Yeah. You know? So what do you do in a situation, I'm sure you've had it before, where you might have some clients who really want to take things to the next level, who are really breaking themselves out, you know, build, getting that brand up, building it with you, and they have a business partner or they have a significant other and they're just holding them back. What do you do in that situation? What kind of advice Dude, I, do you give? I think I'm like a real friendly, fun, I'm very engaging guy, but I'm very tough when it comes to like growth. Because when I wanted to play pro soccer, like my coach was like, there are 11 players on the field. You're a right wing. You and the striker are the most popular choices here. There are guys hungry to take your role down. So there was no like, maybe next time. Yeah. So I was drilled in from a young age of being really tough. I think you have to have a really open conversation with them. And that takes time too, because not everybody's naked with you. You know, I call the totally. naked coaching strategy where like you're both naked in your mind, you know, but but there's no ego. It's like now we're talking to each other. We're na naked right now. There's a very there's an authentic vibe. You guys can feel it. So it's like getting the person to that point and really saying, hey man, listen, I can help you. Like you're here, right? You trust me. You need you need some positive reinforcements of a yes. Yes. Cool. Do you feel like I can help you? Yes. Right. Is there any reason why we wouldn't work together other than the money, you know, and sales stuff? No, so it's yes, you're 100% in, okay, cool. There's one thing that's gonna hold us back here. This person, this person. And just, and just sort of like let that pin drop. But before you go in and try and change it, let it come out of them first. Mm -hmm. Hey, I've tried this, we, we, we got divorced, this and that. I'm like, cool. Like, so like, I can help you 100%, I can get you here. But this thing in your life, whether it's a person, whether it's a job, whether it's whatever, is could be an issue. So how are we gonna figure that out? Yeah, we, we this is like I'm your biggest cheerleader, but at the end of the day, like I can only be with you for a certain amount of time per day. You're with this person, your whole nine, life, ten hours a day. Your kids could be a partner, could be anything. Yeah. yeah. So and I think, as you guys know, and the problem of being a person that wants to help people with coaching is like you have to allow my, I have to allow my ego to let go. I'm like, dude, I just wish I just. Dude, they could be they could be perfect client. They pay you plenty of money. They they're committed with you, but the problem is it's the it's the eighteen hours a day when you're not with them. It's that constant. Dude, I just like I have to let them go, dude. Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, I can't help you. You know. Yeah. And it's sad because you you think how many people wake up every day and roll over and look at someone they don't love. They get put on pants and clothes to a place to a job they don't like. 
repeat Monday to Friday, maybe with the kids that they didn't really want to have and they're not, there's no love with the kids yeah. anymore. And they, I've had people say this, tell me this firsthand when I was traveling, Jay, I live for Sundays between four and six where I can have a slice of pizza and a beer. Two hours of your week is happiness, bro. Like, and that's always been drained. That was always been inside of me where I'm like, I don't, I want to do something that makes me come alive. Like, I don't want anything else to control me or, you know, I, I want to be in a place where I never have that. Because that's, dude, you talk to a lot of friends. Like, they're yeah. a lot like that. Yeah. Like their happiness is the coffee they have from And that's what they're looking for. It's like, Friday's here. Oh, my God. Yes. And you see how excited they get because Friday, the weekend's here. But you're not enjoying Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know? And it's just like you're allowing yourself to go to that routine because at yeah. the end of the day, you're the one allowing it. Everything can be changed, yeah. you know. Yes, it might be hard. Even, even, even your, even your, the family around you, you can change that. Yeah, you know, the person you're with, you can change that. You don't have to accept that. Dude, no, no one is. No one. Very few people are literally chained to their bed. You know, no. and that's a whole other story. But you're not, and it and it takes time. But at the end of the day, like, it's all on you, man. It ain't on me. It ain't on us, guys. It's not on your husband, your wife, your job, your financial situation. Dude, it's 100%. Take responsibility of you. I'm in the position today because of me, right? And I know people that may trigger some people listening to this. Well, Jay, you don't understand my story. Hey, listen, I don't want to hear about all yeah. that. Dude, we've all gone through shit, right? So what do you want to do about it? Are, are you serious or do you want to stay complaining? Oh, man, I love that. And it's crazy because when you do make that choice and you make the plunge to go forward, it, an interesting thing starts happening. So I don't know if this ha has happened to you. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure it has. When you decide to make that change and you're stepping into the new version of yourself, the old people that knew you, when you see them again, they're like, hey, Jay, um, you're, you're different. but And they start talking to you as if you were the old Jay. Yeah, the magician like Jay. The magician Jay, but oh, you're not that yeah. person no more. How do you deal with that? Dude, there's a great meme. Let's put this up on, on Instagram or something. There's a great meme of a worm and a butterfly. Have you seen the meme? Yep. The mm -hmm. worm says the butterfly. Talking to each other, You've right? changed. And the butterfly says, we're supposed to. Dude, that's magic right there. That's I want to print that out and put that on as a peach feature piece yep. when I have my own house someday. But, dude, yeah. Dude, and you know what is true? What they said, the hardest thing for me, one of the hardest things in my life was to let people go from Australia, from people I've met, because they were not good for my life. And it was, that's really hard for me, you know? It's these people that, and they were entrepreneurs as well, but they were playing at a level two. Yeah. Talking before about playing bigger, they were like 100,000 a year is good enough for them. And they would, they would call me and tell me their problems. And I'd be like, eventually, like, I can't help you anymore, yeah. man. Like, you need to play, you need to let that go in your life. Let that go. But, but, and how, like, I'm trying to pull people up yeah. and they don't want to be pulled up. And, and it's sad, man. I had to literally just fizzle it out. Yeah. And I know they talk shit. I do. I know they, I know they do. But I can't, man, like, I, I don't, if I keep playing in your world, I'm going to be where you are. That's right. And, and a lot of times they, people want to hold others back because they're scared they're going to lose you or they're scared that they're not going to be able to be around you or they're scared that they can't have what you have. You know, and many times people will do that. And you see that a lot with friends and family and stuff Especially like that. Especially with relationships too. Yeah. Dude, the amount of women that I know that hold men back, the amount of men that I know that hold women back. Dude, she wants I to be an I can tell you stories, man. Dude, I, yeah. Personal stories. Yeah. It, unfortunate, it hasn't happened to me as much. I just feel it. 
you know, I'm pretty convicted of who I am and I'll, you know, my ego is too big to <laughs> allow someone to pull me down. But it should be, you know what I mean? Like we are who we are. Yeah. But I've seen first, you've had guys, I've had friends that have allowed significant others in their lives to stop them from victory because of the person's insecurities. And that's not love. Dude, you, sh- you should be in a you should be in a Batman and Robin relationship, where both you're helping each other. You're wingman. One hundred percent. One hundred. Love is when you say, "Hey, you have your individual goals. I have my individual goals, and we have our relationship goals. How can we support each other, and how can we make these goals that we have together happen?" Yeah. I, I yeah, and that's very hard for people to understand, you know. And then you know, the first thing that comes up with people, what do you know? What do you know, Jay? Mr. Flamboyant guy travels around the world, dating. Like, what do you know? Just and it's it's okay. That's ego. I have to like I've been with people too much to let it let it out. Okay, cool. You may be right. Maybe I don't know. But tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And at least here's the the thing is, even though at the end of the day, we don't have it all figured out. But if we're proactive and you're taking steps to get better and try to figure things out, that's what counts. Yeah. So I can tell people what I do know is I'm moving. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm moving. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not frozen. Yeah, dude. You know. That's where most people stay. They stay in that frozen mindset, that frozen, uh, yeah. that frozen position, and they allow themselves yeah. to just crumble down. And then they want to chuck out comments and negative at other people. And I'm the first person to like tell them to be quiet. I'm like, hey, what have you done? Yeah. Hey, at least he's trying. At least he's putting himself out there, especially in my space. You know, some girls will say, this girl's just like, hey, shut up. That's not, what have you done in the last month? She's showing up and doing content. Okay, maybe she's not the most likable, but at least she's, she's going to get more it. of the work. She's doing it. Because you're the one sitting on your landing page. So don't clap. And warning warning to be like perfect with your reels. Dude, she's showing up. She's reaching out. She's doing podcasts. Like, be quiet. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And when it comes to that, you know, when it comes to, you know, some of the clients you work with, how do you teach them to deal with a lot of those individuals where maybe they're sending them, um, you know, hating comments or DMs and stuff like that as a brand, as a business owner, as a personality. What do you teach your, your clients? How do you teach them to handle that? How do you teach them to go around that? Um, and how do you teach them to, hey, don't let that bring you down. You need to continue on. I'm very immersive with that. So I get, I, pay, <laughs> I go on Fiverr.com and I pay people to give them re- negative comments. And the reason I do that is because I want to deal with the problem up front. So, for example, right, and you guys can use this. If I, you can't walk into, you can't condition yourself. You have to condition yourself, right? So I know what's going to happen when they put, they're going to get rejected. And if they get rejected from someone that they really like and value, that will stop their journey. It will be hard for me to fix it. So what I want to do is I want to get into sparring with, with them early. So I used to go on Fiverr, right? Now I have friends and other people just, hey, give them some negative comments, right? Because I want to break them. And then what so you're happens? testing. I'm test. I'm I'm tr- I'm testing them. I'm conditioning them early, right? And and I do I do, I try do it on things like I don't do it on a feed post because it will stay there. I do it on a story post, so it comes in their DMs, right? So I'll say do the story post, and I'll tell my friends, hey, tell say something bad, <laughs> not too bad, but just to give them some. Scare them a little. Yeah. So then, hey, what happened? Oh, dude, these people said, how did it make you feel? 
And they said, oh, dude. I said, can I tell you something? I did that. What? I did that. Well, why? If you can't deal with five people who are saying that, how are you supposed to deal with people who don't know you want to bring you down? Once again, pin drop. You're right. And I do that constantly. And when you work with me for a long time, it's like, it's like Floyd Mayweather. He's in the ring. He's getting, I'm sure he has a strat. Like he had guys come in who's like, take him down. I'll pay you money if you can take him down. Because that would treat him to be a soldier, right? Mm-hmm. That's the same thing with me. Even for me. Like I'll go out to do things that I know I'm going to get rejected or I'll, I'll push content out that's going to get some feedback, some ba- like tension feedback because I need to like, it's, it's soft for yourself. Yeah. For me sometimes, you know what I mean? Because like, I think I've got it sorted a little bit in my life. So it's hard for people to take me down if I'm taking myself down first. Totally. So I'll put myself in positions where I'm going to get drilled. I'll make a comment about the masculine to feminine energy, Trump. Like I want to trigger because then I want to wake up, dude, and I'm like, shh, like that hurts me. <laughs> so to your question, yeah, I, I, put him through, I put him through hell because then, then what happens when they get a negative response and I'm not there? It's the blows not as hard, and they know how to deal with it. Otherwise, they're going to get hit, bro, and they're going to get they're going to go. I'm out, yeah. And I can't sell someone if they're not willing to show up, dude. That's right, I, dude. I love that. So, so what would you say, or who would you say? Obviously, not to share names, but yeah. who would you say is one of the clients that you, that you saw break down the most and really change and really skyrocket yeah, from there? One, one guy named Bobby Jones. Shout out. He's part of the EXP Realty Group. Okay. Right? You know, EXP Realty yeah. is one of yeah. them, the fastest growing, probably the fastest growing real estate companies in the world. He was flipping houses and, you know, like doing his thing. And I told him how to connect with people on a personal level. And that was hard for him because he's, you know, the flipper guy. You know what I mean? Like flip deals. Yo, what's up, man? Like deal, deal, deal. But teaching him how to come out and actually engage with people on camera. Dude, most people are not good at that. It's not you talk into a camera like that's for tv presenters like myself that's for people who content creators so taking a male who's made who's doing very well financially and teaching him now has to reveal breaking him through that he's getting tremendous success and people like hey man thank you for sharing that story hey man like i love that you shared about that with your kids so that's my exciting thing when i take someone and show them what's possible that they've never done before that's awesome who was who was your mentor did you ever have one no, nah, man, no. Nah. I, you know, back in Australia, we didn't, there was no such thing. Like, that's why I left Australia. There's a thing called the tall poppy syndrome. You heard that before? Never. New no. Zealand, there are two poppies, like flowers, poppies in the, in the fields, yeah. right? And the one small poppy says to the big poppy, I want to grow up and be bigger and taller than you. And all the tall poppy goes, you can do it. You can make it. And what happens? He shoots up. And what do they do? They cut it, cut his stem down. They don't want you more successful than them. And in New Zealand and in Australia and UK, there's a thing called the 50% mentality. It's enough. Hey, you married? You have a kid? You make 60 grand a year? That's enough, bro. What do you need more? And eventually, dude, you, the, the success mentality in Australia and New Zealand and in the UK, it's not like America. That's why I came here. Dude, it's not like I woke up and go, I want to be an American. Dude, I want to be in a place and a country with 300 million people that are like, you can go for your dreams. Dude, you can come here and be a baker. You can come here and be a baseball player. You can come here and be a magician, an agency owner. And people are like, hey, hey, man, whatever you want to do, just work hard. Work hard. Right. But in Australia, it's like, dude, that's enough. Mate, it's 4 o'clock on a, on a Thursday. We'll do a meeting on Monday. Monday? It's Thursday. Yeah, Monday afternoon. That's how what, I'm, like, I'm out. Wow. And then I lived in Singapore and in Hong Kong. Like, dude, they're like, 
<laughs> I was about to say. Oh, dude. That's, the, that's, that's like the whole complete opposite. Yeah, dude. They just, they're, they're like business, dude. Business dinners. When I lived yeah. in Tokyo. In Spanish, it would be like, I vino los chinos. <laughs> <laughs> Here come the Chinese. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah. Because you know they're going <laughs> to. Here come the Chinese. <laughs> no, they I never close that. down. In Spanish, that's what I'm telling you. Dude, did you see the Chinese made the artificial sun? Oh, I saw that. Oh my I gosh. When I saw that, you saw it was like a rocket. And it came up. It came up. I went, I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, China. Just what? how can we control the whole earth? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. No sun, we'll control our own sun. Crazy. Google, we'll have our own Google. Thank you. No Facebook. No, no. We, we control everything. It's the truth. And what's show. crazy is that they pick and choose. Well, in a way, what was it we were talking about the other day about the whole thing with the, what they're showing the kids? You brought it up about what China's doing on social media. Uh, yeah, they're just um, they're just conditioning the population. A hundred percent, big time. And and I'm sure they do it here too in the, in the United States in its own way. They're already doing it. You can see it in the media. What, the, yeah, we're looking at. But China's just way more drilled. Like way more yeah. drilled. Like one. Is it they still allowed to do one kid? Is that you know how they said like only one kid? I think they stopped it. No, I think they yeah. stopped it now. But I know they had that for a while. Yeah, but it's just it's it's crazy. Actually, talking about that, China might actually go into a decline because of that policy. But right now, I dude, mean, China ain't going into decline, dude. China, I feel like China's just got so much cash, dude. If we can print cash, why can't China print cash? Pretty much, you know. I wonder how much. Like, imagine being at the top of that level. Not even there's a. The people should Google this thing. It's called Twelve Leaders. It's called the Twelve Leaders that run the world. And every year they hang out in London at a hotel for three days. And now I don't know how much of this is the truth or not, but it sounds cool. It does sound cool. They, they control, they're higher than, they run the planet, right? And they're like, well, hey, what should we do for this year? What should we do for this year? And then, yeah. It's, it's talk, talk about thinking bigger, huh? About bigger goals, huh? Well, you know what, man? That, that, old, <laughs> that old money's real, though, because think about yeah. this. We're watching this show called uh, Men That Made America. Oh, yeah, okay? I've heard about this. You've it's heard crazy. about it. Crazy. Is it. Should I watch it? You or should watch it. Watch, you're going to get hyped. Yeah. But this guy rocks. And it's a show from what, like 2012, 2013? No, it's not that old. It's pretty, no, it's pretty, pretty, pretty new. Okay. This guy, uh, Rockefeller, when they calculated. John D. Rockefeller, his yeah. wealth, yeah. He would lend to the bank. He would lend to the Queen of England. Like, he was Think the guy you'd go to. Crazy. The banks would borrow from him. Like, how much money did this guy got? <laughs> no, think about that. And J.P. Morgan, he JP bailed Gold. out the United States. So yeah. there's money that's so deep. That's why when you say the 12 families, I'm, it's not conspiracy. It's oh, no, no, I believe it. I, I just wonder it. how, like, no. for me, I'm such a conspiracy fun magician kind of mindset where I'm like, wonder what conversations do they have? Yeah. Are they like, imagine the power they could pick. Well, imagine their Rolodex. Hey, we need to have a con- complete pandemic. We need to change the world in, let's say this is 2005. Okay, cool. Hey, listen, we're going to make a virus. I need in two years a virus to be made to take out the planet. Make it happen. Done. Yeah. This is going to happen. China's going to go here. This is going to okay, happen over cool, here. Cool, cool. And hey, can you get me the croissant? Thank you so much. Anyway, yeah. so back. Yeah. <laughs> By know. the way, that's not working the way it's supposed to. Somebody go do this so we can bring yeah. it back aligned to it. Exactly. There. Yeah. Make a virus, take out the world, please. Dude, the amount of money, like just get, get the top 50 scientists of their field, take them. Like it's not even they have to just, like, what do you call it, where you blackmail someone? Like they're so powerful. They don't even have to say that. It's like get the top fifty scientists. It's like pay them, blackmail, like just just get them, put them in this one place, make a virus, tell them home, give them whatever they want. I mean, man, that's and, and you can strong arm nations because think about it. If someone's not part of that pact, tell them, hey, you know what? Cool, you don't want to sign this this deal with us. Embargo, dude. Look no, at Australia. No look at Australia, man. Like people said, what what about Australia? I said, you mean jail? 
Dude, Australia, Melbourne used to be the number one, number three living city in the world. I think it's the worst city, first world city in the world. Dude, it's so wow. controlled. They're like, there's more. Dude, whoever's the new world order, someone's controlling Australia. The government is, yeah. it's just. You mean Canada, man. Canada's another one that's like, and, you know, a lot of shit. And I feel bad because like, it's not like, oh, it's just Canada. Dude, Miami, there is no problems here. Like, I don't know how many cases, but we don't have... It. The, the governor... I love this state. Dude, I, I the, why do you think I moved here? Yeah, from LA, dude. They, and we are flying strong. Like, they are here. What's what's our governor's name? I should know his name. Mr. He's just... He's got that massive 44 jacket that he always wears. It's over, yeah. like, so big, right? And he's like, I am not allowing anything to happen here. Dude, he's... This, supposedly, this guy walks into a restaurant... People cheer. Oh yeah, dude. I'm like, dude. What do you need? Do you need my seat? Dinner's on me. The unique thing about Miami, because we're a rebel, we're a rebel city here. Okay. You have people here that do not trust the government. You have Cubans, they don't like communism. You have Venezuelans, don't even bring conversation to them. All the Latin American countries, when you start talking about government and control, they're like, hey, uh, no, we we're not it. doing that. We lived it. The Haitians, <laughs> you know, that's same way. There's always a mistrust with the government because we've seen firsthand the. What happens when you start letting big these big organizations take control of your life and start right. dictating what to do? So that's why, like, it's been tough to control, like, Florida. Because it's just a rebel state. Everybody here yeah. just says, hey, screw it. Interesting. And then you got Texas on the other side. They're, they're, they're good, right? Yeah, that's yeah. like, they're like a little country themselves. Too. I, heard, I heard they went to the this the area where the, someone would sign it. They were guns. You remember that when this happened? Like, they just, they just everyone just brought guns. I'm yeah. like, listen. And they just rolled up like that. Yeah, no, I heard they, some guy rolled up with, <laughs> a, with a, like a missile, like a rocket launcher. And he's like, listen, I'm going to either shoot this oh, fuck you or, right or, or you're going to just, this is not going to happen from today. This is supposedly like what happened. And it wasn't one dude. It was like four people with like, Imagine that. Hey, Timmy, go grab the Miss Rockets. Oh, we're going. Shit. We're going to the city. Yeah, we'll, we'll have fun. We'll the grab, RPGs. We'll grab. Yeah. We'll grab Denny's on the way. All right, cool. They just there. So sign it, or we're taking the building down. To blow it up. <laughs> They're like, yeah. Done. Like it's they've crazy. got guns, bro. Like what are you gonna? What are you gonna fight them? That's why people are scared of Texas and Florida. But but why? Okay, so if they're scared, why is everyone moving down here? Because we we have because here. because they're realizing because they're realizing what's up. Yeah, yeah. dude, there's so much business. I'd rather there's be so on the side where I yeah, know. Dude, like you know, yeah. If you want to come out and like try and like start a gang, I don't know if I would do that. But like, dude, come here, just be good, do good business, have fun time. Totally. Everyone's like, be free. Look, you spend money with us. We spend. We we will done. help you back. Like I don't want to get into into conspiracies. Okay, right. This the the pandemic and everything has been crazy. Right. All right. There's it's real. It's a anyone says it's fake. It's they're they're out of their mind. But it's right. a real thing. But when the start of the pandemic happened, we would drive around. I was freaking out. I was like, "What's going on here?" Right. I see massive tents in these in these locations. Really. And I would drive by it, and it was empty. There's people that I would know empty. that would tell me, "Hey, empty, they're, empty, they're empty." empty. So it was just so interesting. Yeah. Interesting tents, like there were the tents that were empty. Brother, there was tents empty. empty. Bro. Yeah, why? Had, why? There was news. There were certain news stations, like I think it was CNBC or CNN. Some of these or MSNBC that were literally paying um, companies to set up fake tents. Well, I don't in know. In front of places, well, I heard I, about I, that too. I, I don't know if they were fake because these were, were were official government tents that they were that they were making. So these were tents that the government was funding. The counties, these municipalities, were setting them up, and then what was inside of them? 
just doctors because they were anticipating an overflow at the hospitals oh. into those. And it's the same issue in New York. I remember in New York, they had they were talking right. in the news. Right. Hey, these these tents are empty. No one has walked in. Right. So it's like, you know, the the pandemic is bad, Crazy. but you know what's what's like what's going on? You know, like it's weird. Everything's just weird. I always think of it like a magic trick. The magician comes out on stage. You're supposed to be looking there the next minute. Where'd the elephant come from, right? Did you ever watch that Masked Magician Reveal show? Did you guys ever Which see Which one was that one? It was like this guy who wore a mask on, on TV and he did very well because he showed how the trick was done. And it was all about oh, misdirection, right? It's an old school show. But it's the same thing with like now. When that's happening, what else is happening? What are they covering? Like, what, like is this a bigger play? Like, is this like a level two? Like, are they, is there, like, they've already said aliens are here. Like, is this an alien thing? Oh, they're here. here. They're here. Like, is this like, are they like, hey, listen, someone's about to go down in three years. We just have to cover it now. You, what, you, you know what? Top of pandemic. You know what? I think it's going to be crazy, though. It's all the shit with the metaverse. All the digital, living in the digital right. world, all that stuff. It's like, I feel like they want you to be in there. Plugged. Which, we've already been trained to be plugged. It's the main we're we're already in the metaverse. Yeah. TV was the first start of metaverse. Right. I said all the time, TV's right. a, TV, social media, gaming is a 2D version of the metaverse. Right. You're just not in it. Right. But you're plugged. Right. So we've been walking in a metaverse since TV has started. Right. Um, and now even more because when the phone came out, it's on you all the time. TV was, you were plugged in for when you were sitting down right. at home. Then you got gamings and then, you know, the phone's, Plugged you in. Yeah, yeah. Now you got you can actually get in there. And I feel like it's like now you're it's like I start thinking, I'm like, man, our country more and more, especially the youth, they just want to live in there, escape real life and live in there. Literally live in there. What's gonna happen when these people become adults? Like who's gonna run the country? Yeah. What's gonna happen? Like how is are things gonna maneuver? You're allowing yourself open to be striked. Or, you know, be hacked. attacked, hacked. Yeah. You know, Brain. it's just, to me, it's insane. Right. To me, it's insane. Like, it's like, where are things going? You know, and uh, it's just interesting, man. It's it's interesting to even think that we're here. We're living it right now. It's happening. Right. What you see in movies from the 80s, the 70s, the 90s. The 90s yeah. Talking about these things and they're like, we're living it right now. I find it interesting because we're at an age where, like, you know, where we're older enough to, like, make money and be our own self and, like, make choices. You're right. We're at a really interesting time in the next 10 years for us when we're like, you know, 40 is a young dude. Like you can be, look at Grand Cardone in 63 and still killing it. So obviously we've got 30 years totally. of like probably even 40 of like complete focus and we can run our life to our full extent. So we have the next 40 years of technology. Dude, what happened in the last 10 years? Did we have iPhones 10 years ago? Not uh, like this. Not like iPhone this. first one came in 08, I think. The first really? iPhone came out in okay. 2008. Yeah, it was 2008. Right, and that was still like internet was still pretty slow on that, right? It was. They made it more about the apps. Yeah, remember the whole app. app, That's right, app craze. Yeah, dude. Now I just press one button and I go live to China. I can go Tokyo right now in in five seconds. Yep, dude. You can send copious amounts of money with one button. How great was Cash App and Venmo when it came out? Oh my god, dude! It's like I. Oh my gosh, I don't have to go to the ATM. I get stung with a fee, three sixty. You know, or when taxis, when Uber took over taxis, that was the best thing ever for me. That too. was crazy. This talk about disruption, man. Talk about what, disruption. You know, you know, the metaverse. I I do. I, I get scared of it sometimes because it's brand new and everything. But I think it, everyone's hyping it up too. I think what it's gonna be is 
Facebook and these corporations, they're going to make it like the workspace. So right. instead of you going to an office, because how are you ever going to replace physical touch and like doing these different things? I feel I've like heard some crazy stories, dude. It's <laughs> they had the VR sex stuff. Have you seen that? Have you heard about? Oh, that? dude, that that people putting on full on suits where oh, they can yeah. feel everything yeah, yeah, in yeah. VR chat. Yeah, going to strip clubs and doing all this stuff, and then other weird shit happening where now guys are pretending to be girls and girls are pretending, and then you get kids who are even like act, like act. acting as adults. And they're now getting into investigations of sexual harassment oh and all this stuff. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you, you you're an actor. That. You're an actor in a different whole suit. Insane. And they're, they're like, no, but that's really me. That's my VR me. You know? And it's crazy because talk about, let's talk about a little bit about the status and stuff. You know what's crazy is that you c- here's, the, here's the crazy part. And this is why I know people are going to get consumed in it. You can be poor in the real world. You can be fucking mega rich in the virtual world. Right. And guess what? You can be rich out here. You can be poor as fuck in the virtual world. So when you're rich out here and you go in there, that guy who's poor in real life, he's the boss. You ain't got nothing. And that's where that's they, f- that's where they're like, that's why people love it so much because they're like, I can't make it here. I can fucking make it here. Right. And that's why people are so consumed with it. And that's why people are like, holy shit. Like I was even hearing a thing of like, crazy but like even like talking about like vr like not vr uh metaverse jail where it's like if you break a law or you do something wrong in there <laughs> you scared you, you no no you literally you put your goggles you're in jail like you can't get out of it so you can't go explore and it's gonna hurt you in the future because you can't conduct business you can't do anything they'll see like hey they look at you in vr oh and uh, they'll know you're in jail and you're fucked so it's like you're it's like real life but and the thing is that but it's going to be all seen straight away too. Like that's y- what I mean. Yeah, you're in, and you pop up in a in a jail, in a very hard jail, and you cannot get out. So it's so crazy because it's like you're going to see people go nuts because if you're doing business there, you're going you're doing stuff, you have um, meetings, you have um, important stuff, brand, uh, you know, you're let's say for your branding, you're running your right. business, you're in VR jail, and that's where everything's moving to, you're fucked. So people are going to go crazy. I, I'm just thinking like yeah, you're playing you're like chess, not checkers. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Like Dude, what, about, what about cheating? Cheat, like marriage, cheating in... in oh, that's weird. Though. Yeah, now that's a, that's a taboo that thing. That's a taboo thing. That's well, so weird. People are like, hey, what, what are you watching right now, babe? I'm not watching anything. Show me. No, no, you show me. You're at a strip club again? You know? And this is Metaverse Strip Club where all of your fantasies... It isn't just, oh, and then the girls in the club. This tonight. Anything you want anything. from any country you want... <laughs> how big, how small the ass is big, whatever you want it. And it's literally not real. Then, you know, it's, it's like, have you watched, have you watched Black Mirror? Yes. Yes. Dude, it's the same thing. They're in this elusive world and they take off the headset and they like do this. Like, I I don't want this. Did you see the episode of the, the two black guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was weird. That was was the episode of the new season. That was crazy. If anyone's that was crazy. listening right now, so Black Mirror is like, it's this. You gotta just watch, watch it. it. Yeah, it's hard to explain, but it's basically like certain unique stories. Every episode's a unique story of yeah. like the future or something it makes you think, right? And there are these two black guys playing a video game, and they're like best friends. And then one of the black guys, without revealing it too much, is a, is playing as a woman, and then they end up having sex the virtual in the virtual, and it's like one's a girl, one's a guy. Yeah, and he's like, am I? Is it real? Is it not real? But then they, if they think it's weird, and then they every, is it week or something? They start going yeah. there and playing, and then having sex like this intense. And one of them is married. Passion, one of them is married with I think kids. And yeah, everything. 
And it was just a bit the drama of that because it's like, I'm having sex with you, but... You're a girl, but you're a guy. You're a guy. And then they met up, remember? In person. <laughs> In person. And then he went to go try to kiss him. He's like, no, bro, this is They beat weird. each other up, I yeah. think, right? They start fighting. It's you, it's so past the weirdness of like two go- two best friends being into each other. It's like, what is real anymore? Do you guys watch it. Black Mirror. Man, you know what's crazy? <laughs> Imagine like, you know, going back to like here, super conspiracy here, but let's say the, the 12 people, right? Imagine for years through movies from the 80s, the right, 60s, right. and they've been conditioning on purpose because they know this is coming and they've been just trying to embed it into people's minds. I think if you go on YouTube, you can put all like that real life, real life, whatever you call it in movies, like movies, movies that show you the truth, you know? Have you seen The Simpsons? Go- you've seen The Simpsons Conspiracy? Oh, yeah. That's powerful stuff, dude. Put in Simpsons Conspiracy in YouTube. Him and like Matt, Matt Groening, is it? Mm-hmm. In the yeah. 90s, he, he shows cartoons, you know, like, that's what the f- that's yeah. 2011. That's September 1. 2001, sorry. September 11, 2001. In 1992, a, ta- a plane going into the towers, falling, right? There's one of Trump being president. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even like, Back to the Future had Trump as a president. You start to think, like, is it someone in the future or is it? It's like a higher being, a higher or is being? it a, a, a group of people who are controlling it to happen? Because they're right. just, they're just, hey, this is what's gonna happen. You just don't know it. Yeah, like and just training people to—that's a possibility. I love what you said. Like as I said, with the conditioning, if it's at the beginning, it's a shock. But if people are seeing it and they've already seen Trump, maybe it's like, listen, we need to get Trump to win. We start putting him into movies. Do it ten years out because we need that to happen to be that to happen. Over and over. Think of it like doing a business plan yeah. for your business, but imagine having the world's business plan. It's, it's like advertising touch points. Yeah. You need, especially now in today's where you need at least 16 or 22 touch points for somebody to buy something. Is, it, is, it, is it that high now? Yeah. I thought it was seven. It used to be six or seven. Well, then everybody's going to be getting <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Yo, what's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's insane. But it's like the same thing goes like, imagine how many touch points you need to become the president. You know, how many times seems, you know, over and over for years and years and years. They're touch really conditioning us with point. the aliens. Yeah. I'm ready to see some aliens Dude, right I, now. Dude, I'm, I'm open for it, man. I'm open for it. I'm I, open to it, too. I, I would love just a big spectacle event where someone gets, like, it's maybe New Year's Eve and some UFO comes. I'm like, let's roll. Let's do it, you know? I'll, I'll go and buy alien, alienadvertising.com. I'll be like, oh yeah, got that to me. That's next, you know? Sorry, buy the t-shirts. Instagram. Yeah. Oof. Damn. What a podcast. What a freaking podcast. Good, I, I loved, loved it, it, man. Yo, Thank Jay, brother, guys. I appreciate Thank it, man. Dude, what is the biggest piece of advice you can leave off to everybody today uh, that they can take home, start utilizing from everything that we talked about? Get out of your head. Stop telling yourself those stories. Mm. The stories will either make you fly or make you die. Done. Powerful facts. Where can people find you, bro? Where can they connect with you? At JJ Lab, J A Y J A Y L I V E. Send me a DM. Send me say you saw me on this podcast or aceofspadesagency.com. If hey, if you want to get some moves and get some wins, get verified, get on TV, and really have a plan of attack for this year because we all know we need to be seen. Like people are sitting right now going, "I'm so good at what I do. I just need some help. I need to advertise. Yeah. Do something. I'm your I'm your guy." Boom. You heard it from JJ himself. Guys, if you got value out of this podcast, if there's one thing that stuck out to you, we would really appreciate if you like, subscribe, comment, share, save, spread some love, because the more love you show us, the more love we can show back. Till next time, guys, on the Sweat It Out podcast.